Hey, welcome to the Trailer Island podcast. We're here for another week and we're a bit forever. Is this a review or a re-re-something or rather? It's, uh, a, it's a restoration. Either uh, way, it's four hours long. <laughs> yeah, unlike this podcast, which will not be four hours long, don't worry, unless you watch eight episodes in a row. That is that is something yeah, you could yeah. do, yeah. Anyway, have a marathon. Yeah, Trailer Island Marathon. Are you Trailer Island marathoning? Let us know on the <laughs> Facebook page and stuff. Uh, no. Hey, I'm Alex and I'm joined by... Steve. And Martha. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, and and we are the Trailer Island podcast. We compare films and their trailers. Did the film deliver what the trailer promised? And this week we're—is uh, it a doozy? Is it a what are we? It's definitely it's, topical. It's yeah. It's I think it's a big one. This is like like we said I think in our previous episode about this this movie, which we haven't introduced yet. It's quite an interesting situation we find ourselves in. I would I would call this one of the most fascinating movies I've. No, oh, let's say fascinating pair of movies I've ever watched like this is this is this this sort of stuff should be in schools if you're at film <laughs> school I, I genuinely think this is like teachable I think so you're right. from a perspective of we'll get into just it. the we'll transformative get... nature of the filmmaking yeah we'll get into okay that. well that's, that makes perfect sense then yeah well, I guess in that case we may as well get stuck into it and from the outset let's go with spoiler warnings Absolutely. We're yeah. going gonna to be, we're just going to go for it on this one. So if you haven't seen this film, be aware that we're going to spoil the heck out of it. <laughs> Who would like to introduce it? Oh, 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 me, me, please. Yeah, you better do me, that. me, please. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Batman. 
Jared Leto, you're not going to happen. <laughs> you're is not that, going to happen. Is right? that your, your big takeaway from this? There's lots of in it is, yeah. I really like that trailer. I think that's a really I good think that trailer. trailer is really well cut. Mm-hmm. Would we agree? I, I definitely agree. And it, it actually, it, it's strange because this film, you know, technically speaking, has already been released. I think they were less worried about spoilers in that trailer. Yeah. So there's actually stuff from the very end of the movie in that trailer, but it's, it works. I think it's, it's kind of work. It gets you hyped for this different version of the same story. I suppose originally Superman was supposed to be a, a bit of a spoiler, but he too makes an appearance in that trailer. <laughs> Once again, very much alive for yep. some reason outside of Batman yeah. v Superman. Though ha- having said that, um, when we did this, the, the original cut, you, your complaint very justifiably so was why go to the point. It, the, yeah. the effort of killing Superman to bring him back to life 90 minutes later. Well, in this movie, it's more like 120 minutes later. So it's a bit longer there. And they justify it just a little bit better in this film as well. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's establish, first of all, someone who's listening to us might not have seen the original version of this mm. or they're coming to this mm. first and going, well, what are they talking about? There's another movie. Matthew, explain to the people. Okay, I'll try and keep this briefer than I did in our other That episode. would be great. Yeah. Um, so... Zack Snyder had finished cutting this movie when he had to step down due to a family tragedy. And so they uh, Warner Brothers brought in Joss Whedon to take over finishing the movie. Mm-hmm. But I think the plan was originally that he would just step in and finish cutting it. But what actually happened is he reshot quite a bit of it and changed the tone and a lot of the story beats and, and, and this hot, like even brand new soundtrack, you know, it was a completely different yeah. movie. So that movie came out and and I think it's quite well known to those who were looking forward to it. It's, it is quite a bit of a disappointment, that original 2017 yeah. version. So what this is, the Zack Snyder cut version of Justice League, is his original intention. He's gone back and he's recut the movie, doing away with all the reshoots that Joss Whedon did. did. None of those are in this. This is all mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's vision. And um, it's, it's a pretty big, big deal because I don't think this has really ever happened before in the world of cinema. No, no. We've like, never well, we've never had the comparison between a, a a producer's cut, a solely producer's cut and and the actual director's original vision. Well, cuz we've had the director's cuts have always been a thing. So it's not a rare thing for that to be, but in this case yeah. it's the theatrical release, mm, yeah. re-release of a film that is almost entirely nothing compared to what was originally released. It's very different. It's a, it's they're they're chalk and cheese. They are two separate films. There's some similarities, oh. but like yes, the premise and everything is basically the same. But mm. you get two very different experiences out of both yeah, films. Yeah, that's true. The first one is just painful to watch. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I remember watching, going, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And when, have, and when when this came out, I thought, should I rewatch that version? I thought, no, no, it's best to not. That's how bad it is. I thought, no, it's best right. to not not rewatch that. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I'm, this is not like Return of the King, obviously. Nothing is ever going to be that level. But it is significantly better, I think is fair to say. Yeah. It is longer. It is a, bit, it is a little bit bloated. It's four hours long. But I think it's... I, I really enjoy it. I've watched it twice. Well, with the ability to stream this at home... I found that I watched this over a week. So it <laughs> right. took a, I took a week to watch this, but I quite enjoyed the experience of letting, you know, breaking the film up into parts. Yep. It's quite well defined. You know, there are bookmarks that you can basically set. 
and that are written into the film. Mm. And, mm. you know, I didn't mind that. I like that it took four hours to tell a story. And I probably if I watch it again, I could probably do it all in one go. Let's let's be clear here. There are there's three hours worth of story here, and there's about fifty two minutes worth of slow mo. <laughs> okay, but yeah, but yeah. not the slow motion orange shot that caused so much offence in the original version. <laughs> but there's two. There's, here. Matt, hang on, hang on, Matt. Explain what's this uh, slow motion orange? It, this, this is it's a it is a little bit of an in joke, but um, we did mention it last time we did this that in the title sequence of the original theatrical cut uh, of this movie, yeah. there is a slow motion shot of a thug who's robbing a store, knocking over a crate of oranges, and the the oranges falling over in, is in slow motion. Now, Zack Snyder has he's well known yeah. for his use of slow motion. That shot did kind of feel like. He was laughing at himself yeah. a bit, so I'm not surprised it's not in this version. Uh, okay, <laughs> I don't think. That, uh, so, Steve, yes, you were saying slow mo. Snyder, I don't think realizes that someone can look really, really tough, really, really, you know, uh, violent, really aggressive if he just leaves the the shot at a regular place pace. Sure, yeah. Um, think of think of the Winter Soldier, start of that movie, right? And think about how Cap lands on the boat. And he's going around and he's just tearing things up. He's got his shield out. He's kicking guys overboard. And it's all at regular pace. He's not slowing down the shots just to, oh, look how strong Cap is, you know? Yeah. It's it's regular pace. And the movie moves naturally. Yeah. I think it comes down to justification. I would suggest that the only slow motion shots in, in this, I, I do like slow motion, but maybe not to the degree mm. that Zack Snyder utilizes it. But in this film... The two sort of characters it's kind of okay to use it on would be the Flash and Superman. Yeah. And yeah. all those sequences are great when they slow down what Superman or the Flash are doing because they both can move very quickly. That makes sense. But when, you know, when you're having slow motion of oh, just, there's so many things to choose from, literally just people just looking there's a scene or turning the end, their head in slow motion. Well, there's a scene at the end where Aquaman is, is fighting a couple of parademons mm. and that. Oh, probably I want to say maybe five second sequence that's been dragged out to twenty seconds. <laughs> yeah, there are there are some bits, but the, the the moment with the flash when we sort of see his powers for the first time that scene is awesome. It's excellent. Oh, you're talking about with the car Where, when he like breaks through the window and he does the thing and then he gets yeah. a hot dog for some weird reason. I get that he's a struggling, you know, he doesn't get much. He gives it to the dog. I I think oh, I, yeah, what I does, love about he? I still think probably yeah. Batman and the Flash are my two favorite characters in this because they're so just solid. No, I would say I think the the MP, MVP here is probably Cyborg. You think so? Compared to his Justice League story, which was thin, bare, <laughs> yeah, almost that's true. not there. Now this is so well. You thought. touch on something there, which is really good, is that in this we got the time to get the background on characters yeah, yeah, that we had yeah. barely met before, and they don't they let it breathe. They don't go yes. like, ah, oh, he's got this power, and there uh, we go. <laughs> But it's, it's true, like, in, in that original version with Cyborg, I honestly didn't feel anything about his relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas in, in this, it, you feel stuff. It's, it's like, a centerpiece. Yeah, I completely believe yeah, that this, this the relationship. Str- yeah, this struggling father-son God, it's relationship. Al- it's almost probably four or five films in one, isn't it? Uh, for almost, yeah. But, I mean, Cyborg gets his own cool slow-mo scene in the snow as well. Yeah, that, which yeah. I think is just a little too slow. It may be... <laughs> Again, you're trying to you're trying to prove how good of a football player he is, and, and mm. you've slowed it down. I will admit, not being a sport person, I was kind of like, do I care 
Why is it so so special that this guy's doing a touchdown in this? America? I guess it's it's showing that he has this wonderful bright future to look forward to. Yeah. You know, he's going to get a free yeah. ride wherever he goes because he's so good. <laughs> and then he pretty much dies, and then comes back as this yeah. metal monstrosity. Mm. He's very angsty. I, I have to admit, he, when we and he does have a character arc, which is terrific. Mm. But I definitely don't like him when you first meet him. It's like you know, you need to just calm down a little bit. You know, just. Just, just, you know, just maybe just grow up a little bit. I, I suppose that's the good <laughs> bit about this film is that you understand the resentment. You have, yeah, that's like, true. It, it's that the unlikability of the character is is well earned. Yes, sure. Throughout his like uh, his introduction. Yeah. Definitely not his backstory, but when we first meet the character, we go, you think, why is he being such a, a butt to his dad? Yeah, no, exactly. And he is. He really does. And even this, like, you get a really nice backstory for Flash as well. Oh, you know, he and his dad. Like, is this mostly characters with parental problems? Yeah, I was just thinking, we've I mean, got just, Batman. He's the chief one there, isn't he? Poor yeah. Batman. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, I, when we were watching this, I was watching this with my wife, and when uh, Cyborg's dad dies, she goes, oh, another hero with a dead dad. <laughs> Wonder Woman doesn't even have a dad, so. You know. I'm actually, no, I think they all have parent issues, don't they? Well, you know, with different, you know, different levels of severity, obviously. Because yeah. um, even even Aquaman goes, I gotta go talk to my dad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, talking to father figures, though, one of my favorite. Look, this is a bold statement. I'm aware of that, but I am fairly sure Jeremy Irons is my favorite Alfred. Very glad he got some more screen time in this. Yeah, time. yeah, he has a lot more to yeah. do in this, and he's funny. He's a very funny um, Alfred. He's quite active as well. It's like yeah. Al- Alfred can move like that when there's like, "Don't wave the red cape," and he's yeah. like, and he's like, "Rah, get yeah, exactly. I actually That's think he's, he talks, a, he's a little That's more. Um, he's a little more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? energetic in this movie than he was in Batman versus Superman. If he gets a metaphor to say on screen, he's very, very happy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> that's such, and he delivers those metaphors incredibly well. I would, su- I would suggest that he really enjoyed this movie. And so it, did Ben Affleck. I think Ben Affleck is having a great time here. I just wish that Batman in this did more Batman-y things. Yeah. yeah. Like he does, he just acts a bit more, like he's a bit more portrayed like he's a bit too much of a superhero in this. Like he's not doing a bit more of the grounded stuff. You it's know okay. what I mean? It's odd that he's so useless in that final battle. Like he he really does not do a lot to get in the fray with Steppenwolf. He's, well, he's the wingman. He, I was say, isn't he like holding off the parademons though? Yeah, but like you barely see him. <laughs> well, I guess it kind of shows perhaps his weakness in this is that really he's kind of useless he's in those. He's not a god. But he's say, not a god. Is that not his character arc perhaps as he realises he needs the people like Superman who in the previous movie he tried to kill and he's learned, he's like, no, I, you know, I'm only, my, one of my favourite lines in this, and I'm so glad to find out it's actually a Zack Snyder line, is the, when Flash asks him what his superpower is. And he goes, I'm rich. Yeah. Like, there's a kind of acknowledgement that he's just a guy with lots of money who can do martial arts. I would contend that Batman's story in this is probably as weak as, as Wonder Woman's. And I think Wonder Woman's story in this is very weak. Wonder Woman, unfortunately, has not improved from the theatrical cut of this, unfortunately. I would suggest Batman, for me, when you consider this film is obviously following on from Bat v Soups, where Batman was very, very upset at the world and just angry. In in this movie, we see Batman turning a corner and, and like he says, he has that line to Alfred, which is, I'm for once, I'm actually, I've got faith suddenly, which is... So he has got an art. He's not 
terrifically strong. No. But he has got a bit of an arc there. Which yeah, is I've, I've nice. always struggled with Wonder Woman as a well-written character in this current iteration. Like that first mm. Wonder Woman, I really like. Yeah. It's a good movie. And yeah. when Wonder Woman 84 came out, I was like, oh, that, that yeah. had its moments. But I feel like Gal Gadot in that wasn't, I just wasn't really buying it. And I, th- and I thought to myself, well, maybe that's a standalone. You know, there are plenty of problems with these sort of things. But in this, again, I kind of just didn't, enjoy her as much as I hoped I would Nothing quite as a beats, character on screen. Yeah, nothing quite beats her first entrance in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. She Where acted you, well in that film. I don't think she's acted well since. You yeah, might, I think you're onto something there. She's very different in that movie. Would you, would you, is it fair or is it too far to say perhaps phoned in a bit? Like she's sort of just oh. delivering lines or does she think she's maybe not getting the direction that she needs? Maybe. I don't know. No. It's hard. Who, who directed the original Wonder Woman film? Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Well, there you go. And then who who did 84? Patty Jenkins. Mm, yeah, oh, now know. I'm confused. Yeah, so I'm, how can those two films be so yeah. different? We're getting a little off topic now, but yes. I'm con- no, well, no, we're not because no, well, it does it's relevant into, to this. Yes, I suppose so, yeah. It really does because we, yeah. we discussed with, with Wonder Woman 84 uh, what we could see the difference between Patty Jenkins being given all this free reign to actually create, create her film. It actually sort of bit her in the ass. A little bit. It did, because Wonder Woman 84 is, is a bit of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Our thoughts on that movie are well documented. But now we've got a good comparison here. We've got uh, what happens when your production company actually takes an active role and maybe too much of an active role and actually restricts the director and you get this. I mean, Zack Snyder has extenuating circumstances. Yeah. But you actually get to see what a Justice League film feels like to a producer at Warner Brothers, as opposed to this film where you've just got Zack Snyder off the leash. Yeah. And so you've got a four-hour film, which I'm going to say, too long. Okay, look, I I disagree. However, what I will suggest to that point is I think the first half hour is a little underwhelming. Um, But I I, I think it it just continuously gets better as it goes along. The Themyscira opening is, is way too long. I yeah I kind of like the opening. I kind of like it. It's 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 got a lot to set up. Now Themyscira is the land of the Wonder Woman mm-hmm. peoples. Amazons. 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 Mm. I kind of like the pacing of this film. Yeah, I thought me too. There's a lot of meat on the bones here, whereas the previous one was just a sack of sand. <laughs> yeah. I, now, oh, I sorry. Was, I was brought back to the Irishman. I was because ah. I, I watched the Irishman over two sessions. I did this over two sh- two sessions. Oh, now the Irishman is another is a Netflix film, isn't it? Yeah, this one's Martin on HBO. Scorsese, Martin and Scorsese. That is also roughly about four hours long. And I, I've I've said to myself, I'm not going to rewatch. Okay. The Irishman. It's too long. And I've probably said my, said the same thing to myself about this film as well. Mm. Well, oh. talking about the length, the length doesn't bother me. But having said that, I'm already invested. I, I was already keen for it, which probably helped. However, the one thing that that I, I don't know how I feel about it yet, I really don't know, that's why I want to open up this discussion, is about the aspect ratio. Now, this is a little bit of technical jargon here. It's, you know, it's, it's just the, the size of, the, of your picture. It's not always about the size, Matthew. Uh, n- <laughs> it's how you use it. it well, well, that's what I'm talking about is how they've used it here, and I don't know if it works. So basically what they've done is they, they've shot this in a what, what is a very tall aspect ratio, which is actually a very high-quality image. However, when you view that tall aspect ratio on a standard widescreen TV, it comes out and appears to be 4 by 3 which is a very old format. We're talking like, you know, TV shows back in the mm. 80s well, and 90s. But, you know, I mean, 
I'm, so, I'm worried that that aspect ratio, even though I know it's not shot technically in 4x3, it's shot in a much higher resolution than that, it makes it feel a little old to me. I would, prefer, I would have preferred a wider presentation. I am sure that at some point we're going to get a widescreen cut of this film. Maybe. Mm, I don't know. I you really. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think the 4x3 is distracting. And I, I, have don't a th- mind it. I have a theory why they did it, and it's too. Differentiate it from the previous oh, yeah, one? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Because there, there are scenes in, in the new cut where, which are, you know, shot for shot from Joss Whedon's. Sure, original. yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you did see that in, you know, 16 by 9 or even Letterbox, it would look yeah. incredibly like that film and sort of harder to Distinguish, yeah. That's it. It's an interesting point. And, and you're, you're probably onto something there. I, I just like when this is, this will have an official Blu ray release that's been made official mm-hmm. by Warner Bros. And I am kind of hoping they'll have two versions the the four by three one if you want to project it and you can watch it as big as you want or for normal people with normal TVs <laughs> one that's just in widescreen so it's not too distracting to have the black bars down down the side yeah so if if you do stream this film and you haven't seen it yet do not be dismayed your TV is not fooling you <laughs> normally you would have an image that covers the entirety of your screen but in this you will have black bars yeah. on either side of the image and that is how it's supposed to yeah. look yeah it's it's an odd choice sometimes I think it work it looks really good there are some shots that look phenomenal 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 anyway so there are some shots that look really good and there are other shots where i look at it going there's a lot of headroom there like i feel like you could probably have zoomed in a bit or cropped some of the, the well, space talking of graphical issues in this you don't have the superman lip issue oh thank, thank god where they reshot stuff for the joss whedon ones and henry cavill had a mm. moustache because he was shooting mission impossible at the time was that's it? right yeah. yeah and they digitally removed his well gave him a lip an upper <laughs> lip and it looked atrocious i would say the only noticeable sort of difference is the reshoots with ben affleck he, he's looking a little bit older in this movie you think yeah especially toward the end where he's talking like martian manhunter okay it yeah it's a little you know it, it's it you know three years older talking about that scene i do feel you there does feel like a few tacked on scenes in this film. Yeah, yeah I would agree. I feel like the man, Martian Manhunter one felt a bit tacked on. Mm. I mean, they've also talked about not, they're not going to do another film in this you know, Justice League or whatever. Why introduce a new character like that? Yeah, there's, there's, um, a, there's a huge cliffhanger ending, it's like, well, what, which is reshot. Yeah. And it's like, well, why did you shoot that if you know you're not going to make the second? I, I would love to see yes. the, the follow-up to this movie. I My conclusion to, to this conversation today was going to be that I want to see a second one. So yeah. we will get to that. But yeah, there was also yeah. another scene that they added, which I think was you know an add-on later later is that Snyder wanted Batman to and the Joker to be in the same scene <sighs> together at some point in this yeah. franchise because up until this point they hadn't been in the same film that's right so oh well no. they, they have a brief moment in in, in the, Suicide um, Squad Suicide Squad but he's on top of the car they don't really converse yeah. or anything yeah, yeah. in this they actually it's a flash forward it's a, yeah. it's a dream it's a dream alternate sequence, yeah. something or rather, of a world where apparently Superman's gone a little bit cray cray. Yeah, which... Not only is it a flash forward, it's a flat forward as well because it's very flat. <laughs> it's Sorry. a. Uh, is that a Joker laugh? Is that what you're it, trying to that do? That was there? what I was trying to do, yeah. Uh, it didn't I, that, really was just, that was just, yeah, cut that scene. It's fine. I don't need it. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. I, that's the thing. If I knew that there was going to be a sequel, like it was set in stone, I would allow myself to invest a little more in those extra bits. Why do you think he went and reshot that? Well, because he's trying to get the second one made, yeah. I'm assuming. Yes, I've got, and of course, and I want him to do that. But I, part of me was watching it, going, if they don't, this is a waste of time. Mm. 
and I don't want it to be a waste of time because it was so difficult to to see this version of the film for this to be made. I mean, I can't believe that this has actually ever been released. This is incredible that this has happened. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of fan pressure to make it yeah. happen, isn't it? But then is is the problem there that, that it creates a precedent that the next film in a Justice League, not not, a, not the standalone character films, yeah. but, you know, the Avengers Endgame sort of equivalent of sorts of things, is that the next one there will be an expectation from fans that it will be a four-hour, three, four-hour film. I think it definitely gives um, the fans a little too much currency. I would like, yeah, I would like to talk about a toxic fan base. I mean, is this, I mean, did the fans go too far? I mean, I think there was a lot of pressure on Warner Brothers yeah. to do this. And I, I'm, I'm a fan who just sort of sat back going, I would like to see that, but I'm not going to send messages to people going, you must release this. No. You know, but a lot of people did. And, and uh, you know, are we okay with that? Is that it's sort of similar to... Um, this is a reference that not everyone will get, but when Star Wars Battlefront 2 came out, mm, yeah. there were a lot of issues and there was so much fan backlash that the developers were forced to change the game. But is that a good thing? I mean, it's, it, it raises a lot of issues as, as to like ethics and when that, it's, that kind when of When it's valid potentially for the greater good of a community, yeah. then, then, then sure. But there is always room for input from people who think that things should be different. Like You, you can have a creative vision, but if there are other... You know, entities that can go, look, let's massage this mm. in a particular way. Mm. There is the caveat to that is that when it goes too far, you get and you get a production company, you know, or a head company just cutting stuff just because, and then ultimately mm. the consumer loses out. Yeah. In yeah. this case, you're getting everything. And like yeah. we talked about before, you know, there's, you know, this is a studyable, yeah. learnable <laughs> thing. Is, yeah. That you can do for this film, and it's more, I guess, about the background than it is the film itself. Yeah. Perhaps I'm not sure. I think so, yeah. I but think, I think in this, we have benefited from that situation. Would you agree? I th- there, there is an argument to be made that this is just a one-off. Uh, COVID last year, I'm I'm sure put a hole in Warner Brothers, and this film was only announced in June, July last year. Yeah, something like that. Um, and and reshoots and CGI and all that sort of stuff were were altered and redone toward the end of last year. It was a quick turnaround and I think it was done so that Warner Brothers could post a profit. Yeah, cash in a little bit. But I think, you know, I mean, they they get a little extra boost, but, you know, there was a demand for this movie. I'm certainly glad that it exists. Well, here in Australia, we got it on the streaming service Binge and I would have absolutely no reason whatsoever to sign up for this (laughs) service, nor would I have known that it existed apart from the opportunity to watch this. And what's really annoying me is that I've stuck around because there are shows on there that I actually really like. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm actually the same. I was like, I meant to cancel my binge the other day because I have no shame in admitting the only reason I signed up was to watch this movie. Uh And I'm going... Oh, it's got that show. I I might hang around. So they got me that it works. Uh, <laughs> if if you work for Binge, uh, send us some free subscriptions, please. That'd be great. I'm definitely more of a cynic because I cancelled it immediately after I watched the first first time. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about companies and stuff, the product placement in this is gratuitous. Yeah. I think Mercedes might be in there at a oh couple of points. Oh my word! Was it just like like I don't think I've seen such a mm. in your face ad. Mm. For a car in media, yeah, it's almost as bad as that first Jurassic World film. The Mercedes logo crops crops up quite oh, a few does, times in that yeah. movie. I don't know what it is about Mercedes in general; they always seem to appear. But um, probably the last time I saw something so gratuitous was in uh, 
Happy Gilmore. You know when he gets the Subway sponsorship? Oh, I was And gonna... it's literally ads for Subway <laughs> in the film. I was going to say Dark of the Moon. Big... No, was it Dark of the Moon? The one after the... the... We're back on Transformers Age, again. Age of, <laughs> Age of Extinction where uh, obviously you got a little car placement, but there's a scene where they accidentally like topple over a Bud Light truck. Oh, yeah. And Mark Wahlberg, in Mark Wahlberg's fashion, just grabs one of the Bud Lights and opens it up, you know, label out to the camera and takes a big squig and just throws the can away. <laughs> yeah. But, however, I would suggest that the, the unlike sort of, we were talking about Skyfall and the product placement in Skyfall, it, I, it doesn't bother me in this. Okay. I, I, like I, I see what's happening. I'm probably never likely to ever buy a Mercedes car. So I go, oh, there's Mercedes, whatever. Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne is rich. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Do you work for Mercedes? If you'd like <laughs> to send us, all, send us all the car, we will scratch you on the Trailer Island podcast. Yeah, I think there's a shot in this movie where he starts up a car and, and there's a shot of the like LED screen thing on the dash mm. that, that lights up with the Mercedes logo and it's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, here we and it pans across the front yeah. of the car. and just- yeah. Like in a better world, that would have been the Batman logo, but no, it's it's Mercedes. Yeah. Can, we, can we talk about just how better the score is as well? Oh yes, this score is just terrific. It's, Danny Elfman was unsuited to that. Yeah. To, now we raised this in in our previous episode. Did, yeah. Now Danny Elfman is a terrific composer in his own right. He he's great. He's done a lot of really good scores, and he just wasn't right for this movie like when when he did the score for that that Joss Whedon version he even puts his own Batman theme yeah. in there which is a great theme but it does not work for Ben Affleck's Batman mm. it, it's just this original score by um, Junkie XL mm-hmm. who worked with Hans Zimmer on the previous two movies mm-hmm. it's it one of my biggest complaints about Danny Elfman's score was he ignored all the themes that had been yeah. set up. Whereas now this score references the themes, all the characters have their moments and it all sort of, you can trace it back to like Man of Steel with Superman's theme. Mm. It just makes a lot more sense. It just works much better. Lex Luthor's theme is one of the best bits of music in this franchise. I mean, I didn't, I did not look for the soundtrack at Danny Elfman's score, but I, after watching this, I was like, I need to... I need to listen to some of this Junkie XL stuff. This is fantastic. <laughs> it have is you, very have good. You, have you listened to the Mad Max Fury Road soundtrack? I have not. That one didn't really pick pick my English. Oh, it's a great soundtrack. Steve. I love driving to that. Yeah. Those prams, oh, they just Steve. never get out of the way. <laughs> Turns you into some kind of, what's the, what's the word? Guzzling themed. Yeah. yeah. Guzzling. <laughs> guzzling. Yeah, that's Does that the, mean like a guzzling and gasoline? Yeah, that's, sort of what what they, that's what they call it in Mad Max Fury Road. Gasoline is guzzling. It's oh, difficult okay, to yeah. listen to music while I drive because I've got my window down and I'm usually you know, yelling out the window, witness me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, aren't we all? There's a reference to yeah. Fury um, Road. What was I about to say about the soundtrack for this this movie? It's um, It's good. It is good. Um, no, it's gone. <laughs> my, point, okay. my point is gone. Sorry, everyone. Did, did anybody else find uh, uh, Superman in this a bit wooden? It was just a bit I like, thought he was really good. I okay. thought he was a, is it, like the rest of this movie, an improvement. <laughs> okay. Like you could right. tell that he, he was much more passionate about this character, you know, what little there is, but this character arc that he's got in this version of the movie than he was in the reshoots in 2017. At least he doesn't fly into the last battle and says, I'm a big fan of justice. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. I want to talk about the bad guy. Let's do it. Steppenwolf. Yeah. Man, that guy is cool. 
he looks cool. He's his, cooler. His he he looks so much better. The CGI is so much better. He has a backstory. Yes, we get yeah. we get hero backstories. We get his backstory. I we like know his, why um, his workplace why, drama that he's going yeah. through. Yeah, like why he wants to prove himself to these people. And the dude has emotion as well. You see how much he's pleading. Yeah, yeah. To have to be successful, this and you almost feel like. I kind of feel bad for the guy. Yeah, in a way. sure. Like, I'm like, you know, if he succeeds, then yeah, good. By on the him. way, though, having to, talking of feeling bad for the guy, I think he's got one of the best villain deaths I've seen in a superhero movie for a while. Oh. I hate that death. Oh, oh, I thought, oh, it was so good. That, that, that was that was again Zack Snyder. <laughs> slow mo for the sake of slow mo. Now, I, I completely disagree. I agree that there is slow mo for the sake of slow mo in this, and it probably would have been twenty minutes shorter if everything <laughs> was just normal speed. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely correct. But I liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. I liked how they they all worked together. And it was just just nice. The winner was friendship, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think the real winner is um, construction companies. Yeah, that's true. Repairing stuff. Mm. That poor monument to... To Superman. It gets a real beating, doesn't it? It really does. Like in this movie and the previous movie. Which sort of, you know... They make another one of these. It really does need to go through the ring it once more. <laughs> Do you think if they were to make Justice League 2, Zack Snyder would finally move on from the fact that there's a Krypton ship crashed in Metropolis? Oh, and yeah. There's a Because mo- I think he keeps going back to that set ev- with every movie, there's which so is fine. There's so much to explore, guys. There's so much to explore. Oh, look, there's a janitor's closet over there. Let's set a scene in that. <laughs> well, I don't comes know. Russell Crowe again. <laughs> Quick, get out the hologram. Yeah. I don't think he talks like that. No, he he, he doesn't. He, he re- oh, no. Uh, talking of um, actors though, J.K. Simmons as Gordon, I thought was terrific. I wanted more of him. Yeah, really. And you know what was also really cool is that my brother-in-law's partner is in this movie. Wait, really? Yes. How about that? It's awesome. She hands the paperwork to Gordon. Oh, oh. I love that. And and it's like, here's your letters, your messages for you. How about that? And I'd kind of because. Uh, from what I know, they'd filmed all this stuff for the original cut, and of course, we'd just forgotten about it. <laughs> and then, then my wife and I, we were watching the movie, and we're like, "Oh, there's a scene with Gordon." It's like, didn't she play? A, isn't she? And we're like, "Oh my god, look at that! We paused the film, and we're like, we were so excited. And I've, I've never seen someone I know in a movie before. Yeah, especially a movie of this scale. Yeah, yeah. Matt, do you think you'll ever be in a movie? Um, if you could be, I was about to say none that are legal. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. Um, we might have to cut. We might have to cut that. I'm not cutting that. Read into ah! that as you were. <laughs> yeah. It was just a joke. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Are you going to ask me a question about? Uh, if you could be in a superhero movie, not necessarily Justice League, DC, okay. DC, Marvel, um, Twister. I don't care. Tell me, tell me, what, what would you be? I would definitely be Alfred, not because I'm English, but because... The oh, you're I- going with a specific character? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. what, was, what was your question? Oh, like you could just be a civilian. Uh, oh, oh no. Like, like no. You could just live in that world. You wouldn't oh, necessarily need the responsibility of being a superhero or joined to a superhero. What would you enjoy watching the events around you unfold? Oh, I understand the question now. Um, well, we kind of get that in that movie. Like We see a janitor in this, like sort of the normal people kind of thing. Um, I think... This this movie kind of has a little nod to it, but I always feel like in in superhero movies, especially like the traditional Superman, there was you know him saving a cat from a tree, or there were dogs that <laughs> nearly you know you know what I'm talking about that yeah, kind of cliche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to be the animal carer who just happens to witness oh. this unfold as a superhero comes to rescue these animals, and you're standing there going. I am useless at looking after animals. I thought you were about to say you'd be the cat up the tree. 
I usually am in life. But yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. You'd make a good Cheshire, Cheshire cat. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate yeah. Steve, that. Steve, could you, could you, what would you be? You I think? would be one of the, um, the people in uh, Steve Rogers' support group at, in, in Endgame. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, cool. And I'd be like, I can't cope. I, I need help. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it feels weird talking about a Marvel movie when we're talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. It feels refreshing, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that one. It's that like, was quite it's good. It's like talking about quality wood. <laughs> I think we should t- we should start summing up. I think. Uh, oh, what's it? We have to work yeah. out what it's out. Oh of. yes, um, we have crusty scripts, maybe fresh scripts this this time, uh, or just complete scripts. Complete scripts, yeah. yeah. Mother boxes, yeah. Fifty yeah. M- fifty million dollars. Fi- what? Because that was the, the budget for this. For the, for the reshoots. For the reshoots. Yeah. Uh, as in Joss Whedon's reshoots or the stuff they had to do to fix. To fix. To finish it off. Yeah, to finish it off. Oh, $50 million. Imagine just get like someone going, look, here's $50 million. Go, go play. Just go finish it. Do you have $50 million? Would you like to share? <laughs> <laughs> we'll re- $50 we'll, million dollars in a Mercedes. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. shoot a scene with Ben Affleck and Jared Leto just for the hell of it. <laughs> um, oh, all right, out, so, of five, out of five watts. Oh. Coffee, I feel like there's a lot of slow motion shots of people holding cups what of coffee. Just, what about just slow-mo shots? I think slow-mo yeah. shots. Yeah, or that's slow-mo good. sausages. All right, yeah, yeah. like that. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's, right. that's How good. many slow-mo sausages? Uh, I feel like, Steve, you're going to be yeah. a little bit grumpy about this. So, Matthew, <laughs> you go. Um, uh, it's, it's hard to sum up a movie that's literally four hours long, and, and I honestly think it's four hours of absolute delight. I think, you know, it's obviously it's a Zack Snyder film. It's a little, it is a bit, you know, gritty and heavy. Not so much as heavy as Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. It is a bit lighter than, than, than those two movies. But um, I, I've watched this twice in, and both times in one sitting. I, I really enjoyed it. Literally, my only complaint is that aspect ratio. I think it'll grow on me. I think I'll get used to it. There are some shots that look, especially the last half of the movie, looks better in that aspect. But I, I you know, it's a fun CGI field action movie. I mean, it's not Citizen Kane. It's not Lawrence of Arabia. I think it's it achieves everything it wants to do. I really enjoyed it. I did say in the last one I was looking forward to this, and when it came out, I would watch it with a couple of whiskeys. I didn't want to do that the first time around because I wanted to get through it, but the second time around, I did. It improved the viewing <laughs> significantly. So I'm I'm going to take half a point off for that aspect ratio. Still undecided on that, but four point five from me. Mm. Ooh, hot dang! Yeah. Well, I you know I agree with you quite a lot with all those points. I don't have a huge amount to add to what I said before. I really enjoyed this. I became more and more engaged as the film went on. Mm. The epilogue, I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't really need any of that. It's fine. In those in those final battles, I found myself like my periphery vision was closing in and focusing on the film, mm-hmm. and I was quite engaged with what was going on. You know, I, there are small things like the violence in this is in in part is quite graphic. There's a lot it of is, blood. Yeah. People are hurt and. <laughs> You know, it add, but it, you laugh, but it adds to the story. It does. You know, yeah. for me, like the impact of it, there is, as much as a superhero film can be, you know, there is a sense of reality in that. You know, I didn't have any problems with the 4x3. I found it engaging. Mm. The story itself, I was a bit like, hey, they could have done things a bit better here and there. It's not going to be my go to movie of the year, but it is great as just a casual watching film. And it just such. It, infinitely better than the previous version that I just really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it four. Sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go three. It's a solid three. <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, and that is because, yeah, we, we do sit here and we go, comparing to the old film, this is so much better. And that's that's an okay thing to say, but when we're judging this film on, on its singular merits, 
it's not a super engaging story. It's not. I think some of the character motivations can be a little skew whiff and uh, very thin at best. You know, Aquaman, Batman, and and Wonder Woman are. You know, they're not they're not strong characters in this. Um, it's great to see Steppenwolf have an actual backstory, a little bit of a layer, because uh, that was definitely all that he was missing from you know, the original cut. Uh, apparently, there's a black and white version of this film. Is there? Yeah, oh, I'm don't need not to surprised. Um, but the runtime is a massive problem for me, and I think that's that is where that is where Zack Snyder needs a production company. Okay, that's where he needs someone to go. You can have a three-hour film. That's fine. Like you can pull that off. That's been done before. Endgame was three hours, and you know, Infinity War is two and a half. You can do that, but you just need to tone down some of the style there. Because if you do, you're not going to lose the substance either. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's 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 a solid three. Okay, compared to half the script, <laughs> which I gave it before. Yeah, quite yeah. an improvement. Yeah, was that 11, uh, 11 and yeah. a half out of fifteen? I, before we wrap up, I do have one question. Mm. Now that you've seen this, Steve, would you be more willing to rewatch the extended cut of Batman versus Superman? Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll sit down and watch it, but <laughs> at the same token, like. You, you can't. Uh, okay, let's, I, did, I, didn't, let's, I didn't. Let's talk about that when we get to that. Okay, right all right. That was quite we, a this is, conundrum this is, you had there. This is three hours fifty two. It's too long. Okay, it sure. is too long. Okay, fair if enough. you had to go to the cinema to watch it, sure. But you had the leisure of doing it at home. Yeah, which I think is it. it, it that plays into its advantages. I would have liked to have seen it on a bigger screen. Me though. too. There are mm. some really cool bits. And the music too. Oh, oh, so if we good. could hear that on a, on a full sound system, mm. that would be sweet. Yeah. Mm. All right. So that was, uh, what was it? Justice League. Zack Snyder. Snyder's. Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> hey, look, we've been the Trailer Island Podcast. And you can catch us every Wednesday from wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Google, Amazon, uh, Apple, something or rather, blah, blah, blah. Uh, send us a message on the Facebook page. Yeah, if you've got a request. Let us know who you are, where you're from. We'll plug your town. We'll talk about your movie. And uh, we'll go from there. You can send us an email as well. Contact at trailerisland.com.au. Matthew, did you enjoy the movie? I really enjoyed the movie, yeah. Steve? I enjoyed the movie, yeah. Oh, well, that's, well, I'm glad. Did good. you enjoy it, Alex? I did. Good. And it was good. I like Steppenwolf. He's a cool guy. I like his armour. I feel like you could grate some nice palms and cheese <laughs> on it. You could, yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You'd be like, mmm, spicy parmesan. <laughs> I'm made out of pencil sharpness. <laughs> His armor does look a bit like that, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. The big pencil sharpener. The big pencil sharpener. <laughs> uh, all right. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. We're wrapping up. That's yeah, right. That's the, yeah. Cheers. Hooray. We have been the Trailer Island Podcast. This week, I was joined by... Matthew. Dark Side's brother, Dark Steve. <laughs> and I've been Alex. Yes, we have been the Trailer Island Podcast. If you enjoy the, the podcast, share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Give us a five-star review on whatever you're doing. It really helps us to find the uh, more of an audience out there. And the more requests, the more episodes we can do. I think that's about it. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for, for listening. Go no. and watch the Snyder Cut now. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. I'm a big fan of justice. <laughs>